welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance, Carol. How are you today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is uh, October 17th. 1998. Your birthday is getting closer and closer <clears throat> all the time. It is. Uh, we've, it's been kind of a, I don't know, would you call it a, I want to say down week, but it's been like, I don't know, you've been kind of sick. Yeah. Um, I've been somewhat snuffly. It's definitely cold and flu season, everyone. Yeah, it's like the... Curl up with a you know warm yeah. blanket and a hot cup of tea, kind of absolutely. So I apologize in advance for coughing in your ears because I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. Halloween's getting closer. Well, yeah, you guys don't have to lay next to us. <laughs> coughing in my ear all night. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird it's, too. Uh, it's like it, it's she has a weird cough. It's like <laughs> <coughs> die, <coughs> die, like all night long. It's right, weird. right. Well, I took some NyQuil, so... Did you? You know, hopefully that'll keep me from <clears throat> in your ear all night. A couple of NyQuiladas will... That didn't sound like English. I said a couple of NyQuiladas will uh, will cool you out. Okay, like a NyQuil cocktail? Yes, uh, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, believe, my goodness. I believe you can find NyQuiladas at the methadone clinic. <laughs> Can you tell that our voices are strained? And it's hard to talk. Halloween's coming up, everybody, though. And we saw a spooky, spooky movie. Well, I mean, I kind of. Not really. I don't know. It's we saw spooky. We saw a movie that has some spooky elements, I guess. And some romantic elements. I would say it's mostly romantic. Um. But we watched uh, Practical Magic. I loved it so much. It made me so happy. I want to watch it again. It's definitely not a children's movie. No, for sure. It's a there's, movie for adults, for sure. There's some darkness to the movie. Um, It made you happy. Yeah. Explain. I don't know. It's just like the, the whole story, the relationship with the sisters, the relationship with the aunts, the music, it's pretty. Like, it has a happy ending. She ends up with the guy. Like, they're getting accepted by the community. Like, all of it. It's all. It's a very uplifting, happy movie. Yeah, I mean, it does, the movie does definitely have a happy ending. Uh, Alan Silvestri does, is, did the music okay. in this. Um, I love that soundtrack. I've heard some, well, Silvestri's done a lot of good stuff. Um, I've heard a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, I've heard a couple critics complain a little about the music, hmm. that it's a little on the nose sometimes. Like well. when she has that first kiss with her, her doomed husband, they play this kiss. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I mean, I guess, but at some point, what do you want people to do? Yeah. Not use a popular current song just because it's too close to the what you want to convey? Right, that's stupid. Why not? Yeah. I, I mean, I think sometimes it can get obnoxious, but... I mean, not in this movie, but I mean, in general. 
I think sometimes that kind of practice can get obnoxious, but it's not something I would have necessarily noticed. No, I just, I liked it. The happy music, the happy kiss. I thought the direction was pretty mundane. Why do you say that? I mean, I don't, I don't want to hate on the director or anything like that. It just, everything was very workmanlike. I don't know a ton about this director. I don't know if he did a lot of TV work, but that's kind of what it seems like. All the shots seemed very locked down. Like the camera didn't move much. Uh, there, there, I think you could, you could have made this feel a lot more epic and a little more surreal. There was one scene, I think, that sort of works in that way where she's driving her... The, so, Sandra Bullock, I guess the main plot of the movie is that their ancestor was a witch who was... Try, they tried to kill her in Salem or whatever, and she lived. Which is the only way you know she was a real witch. All the rest of those people who died, nah. Right. But, um, but yeah, so she, and she was pregnant by this guy who died, and then she gave birth, and... He didn't die. What happened to him? He was married, and he just abandoned oh, that's her. Right. Yeah, like, that's right. she got chipped off, and, and he just was like, okay, fuck you, bye-bye. She cursed love, essentially. Mm-hmm. So her whole family line was cursed to their husbands to die. Which is really mean because, like, that's not punishing. First of all, it's definitely not punishing the man that knocked her up. Right. Second of all, it's not punishing the men that much, really. Because I mean, I guess because they die. They're dying. But, like, it's punishing the women, too. Like, all her ancestors are, are mm. heartbroken all the time. That's not nice. Yeah. So, they're, they're the two women, which uh, are played by Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, they... When they're little girls, they go to live with their aunts because their mom dies of a broken heart. So I'm assuming that was suicide? Uh, maybe, I guess. I don't know. But the, their their dad dies. Uh, was he drowned or something? Uh, I don't remember. What happened to their dad? He, listened, he hears a death watch beetle and that means he's going to die. Yeah. I don't remember what happened to the dad, but I just got the impression that mom killed herself, especially because at one point... I think it was Nicole Kidman asked Sandra Bullock, like, did you ever forgive mom or something? Like, Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, how else do you die of a broken heart, really? I mean, you can do it, but not usually when you're, <laughs> like, it's a, like, it's a goal. <laughs> but not when, not normally when you're young. Yeah, I mean, broken heart syndrome is a real thing where, like, a shock can yeah. kill a person. But, yeah, not a healthy person. So, anyway... Uh, they're both dead, and they go to live with their their aunts, and they're they're witches. Like they have power, mm-hmm. and that they can use casually. Yeah, and and they also have spells and stuff like that. It's it's weird. They're like they're active witches, but the the ants are like, I I mean I guess they're kind of like the ants in Sabrina the Teenage Witch a little bit. Uh, played by uh, Diane Keaton and Rizzo from Greece. <laughs> what? Nothing. No, it just I don't. No, you looked at me like you expected me to say something, but I wasn't. It sure. looked like you were going to say. <laughs> well, something. I was going to say I didn't think that was Diane Keaton. Oh, okay. Well, but, who do you think it is? 
I don't know. And that's why I stopped myself because, like, mm. I don't know well enough to argue with you. But, like, uh, when I picture Diane Keaton, she's different than that. So maybe I'm picturing the wrong actress. You might be. Um, <laughs> and also, like, I never once thought about Sabrina the Teenage Witch when we were watching this movie. I guess I should have. She's raised by her aunts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I that mean, makes there's, sense. There's clear parallels, I think. Although this is based on a book, which I believe predates the show scene, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. I don't know if Sabrina lives with her aunts in the comics. Uh, she does. Okay, so I don't know which is first then. So, Get it, witches first? Uh, I had a point and I forgot what it was. In recapping the beginning of the story, I forgot. Oh, that's what it was. There was one shot I thought that was sort of effective in the surreal tone that I think most of the movie should have had. And that was when, so Sandra Bullock falls in love. They put a love spell on her without her knowledge. But she truly falls in love with this guy, has a couple of kids, and then he dies because of the curse. And she kind of psychically calls out to her sister, who's in, who ran away when she was a teenager and lives in Florida. And she's like, come fucking to me. And so she drives. (laughs) Come fucking to me. So she drives there. Nicole Kidman drives there all night. And as there's a song playing, she's driving in the car, and it fades from uh, morning to dusk to night, and it's all in camera and everything. And it's it's a interesting shot, an interesting Mm -hmm. kind of blending shot. And that has a surreal sort of tone to it. But most of the rest of this movie is just very simple shot, reverse shot for dialogue scenes, uh, you know, sort of normal framing for everything else. There's there's not a lot of innovative camera movement, and there's not a lot of... Not that the movie needs to be crowded with special effects or anything, right. but I wanted a... I wanted a surreal tone to the movie, a surreal aesthetic to the lighting, to the cinematography, to the to just everything. And it doesn't really have that. I don't think it's supposed to. I don't think it's supposed to seem surreal. I think it's supposed to show the magic being based in reality. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't like that take then. Okay. I just don't like that take on it. I didn't... And I think that's not imaginative, I don't think. Okay, that's harsh. Well, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not... You, you, you're taking offense to it, like, you storyboarded this no, film. No, 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 it's just like, I don't know, it just seemed a little aggressive. I'm not trying to be aggressive. <laughs> I don't, I just didn't, I don't think it's a very creative approach to storytelling. I didn't see a lot of visual storytelling in the movie either. Hmm. Like it was mundane. Like I was, I I was somewhat <laughs> bored with the direction of the film. Wow, which is, which is a bigger indictment of the film because I think the script is really good, and the acting is the phenomenal, incredible. Like, uh, Sandra Bullock and and Nicole, especially Nicole Kidman, but Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are fantastic actresses. And uh, I think the little girls that play their little girls are very good, yeah. too. Um, and obviously, Diane Keaton. And it is Diane Keaton. I mean, I'll bet if you want. Um, and Rizzo from Greece. 
Stocker Channing uh, are, you know, legendary actresses. Right. But, uh, and Aiden Quinn is the the uh, heterochromatic man. What the fuck? He but, has heterochromism with his eyes. Oh, okay. Colors. Okay. Because she wishes for that. Little girl Sandra Bullock is like, I'm never going to fall in love and I'm going to... I, this is the guy I'm going to yeah, fall in love with. She dreams up a guy she thinks is impossible, but he's not. Apparently, Aiden Quinn is every girl's shining armor. I don't know. Now, he was in Legends of the Fall. He was the oldest brother. That's correct. And I didn't find him at all attractive in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's because he was next to Brad Pitt for most of the movie. I mean, that doesn't help. You know, like, and he was he was dressed in, you know, the conservative dress and the hair. In this movie, he was a little bit more attractive, mm-hmm. but he's still not that attractive. He's okay. He's fine he fi- looking. He filled out a little bit. He's a little fuller in this movie than yeah. he was in, in the other movie. So, I mean, that could be part of it, too. Um, but, yeah, the, the why don't you explain the main plot of the film? Okay. So, I wish I remembered the, the, the names of these characters right now. All I remember is Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. But Do we need their names, though? I guess not. They're um, sisters. Yeah. So, Nicole Kidman is in this abusive crazy relationship mm-hmm. with this guy what the fuck was his name i feel like i should know that sergey or something like that <laughs> no. um we saw him in rounders oh is that where he was from He's, he looks familiar uh, he was uh one of the russian guys that uh worm was screwing in the uh, chesterfield club, okay where he's like michael don't you come and sit down if we're you know we're bleeding dry or whatever <laughs> you know something like that but yeah i mean like he was more my type honestly um, oh, <laughs> abusive uh, asshole. Well, no, just in the look. Um, but I really think he's mentally ill, like bipolar or something, because she said that he'll stay awake for days, yeah. and the only way she gets a, any sleep is to drug him. Yeah, I think the, I think, I think, but I think that's pretty heavily implied that he has some sort of mental illness, bipolar. I guess is most likely. He's also a murderer. Like, did you not catch that? No, I, I'm... Yeah, he was, because his ex-girlfriend, he killed her. And Aiden he was Quinn's, going to kill... Aiden Quinn's looking for him because yeah. he strangled some woman and left her on the side of the road. Yeah, and he was going to do the same thing to them. Absolutely. After he raped them, because that was sisters. definitely his plan. I'm feeling sisters. Ugh. Yeah, you think he's hot or whatever. I think the actor <laughs> is nice looking. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um... But yeah, so she's in this crazy relationship and she's all like, I'm so in love and it's so intense. And it's like, uh, are you crazy too? Because I think you must be a little bit. Here's the thing. If she's so in love, why is he not dead? I mean, like he does. That is a very good point. Spoilers, but he he does die. But like. Because uh, um, they kill him. Yeah. Not because not of the curse. All right. So last chance. Do you want to. Uh, yeah. Wait, though. The curse is that any man who dares to love one of these women mm-hmm. dies. It doesn't matter whether they love him. Oh, really? Which I guess is the twist on you know, the, the vengeance against the men. But, but that doesn't make sense, though, because uh, the... I mean, I guess it makes sense, but the... the What are they, the ants? They keep calling them the ants. Mm. The ants say, 
oh, we never thought you'd really fall in love with him. We put a love potion on you, but we never thought you'd really fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, I did, and now I want him back or whatever. But I guess, I guess, yeah, like he loved her. Yeah, I mean, they they were yeah. married. I guess that doesn't really. I guess it doesn't really. I guess what maybe what they're saying is we didn't think you'd be this upset when he yeah. died. Or, or the no, the potion was. I mean, the love spell was on both of them. But it was not, she said it was just a little nudge in that direction. Like, they right. weren't expecting them to fall in love. They just wanted her to probably get laid, I think, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got married and all that shit. Yeah, they, that's probably what they didn't expect. She, she, it was the weirdest thing you'd, I'd ever seen. It was like a dog whistle. Mm. Like, she's gardening and she just pops up and starts running into town after Seriously. Him. And all they'd done was, like, look at each other one time. So, I did the ants go home and make the spell because she looked at a dude? Like, I, I think know. so, yeah. It was weird. And she, I don't think they'd ever spoken. And she just runs up to him and he just, like, she jumps on him and they start making out. And it's like, that is not normal. Yeah, that's crazy. How did she not realize that was a spell? Yeah, she, as her character as presented in the movie should have been smarter, should have been smart enough to know that. Yeah, that that was not her normal reaction. But who knows when you're wrapped up in a love spell in this world where magic actually exists. Right. Um, so last chance, Carol, do you want to bet that it's Diane Keaton or not? No. Okay. It's Diane Weist. <laughs> I just oh, Damn it. You know. I mixed up those two in my head, but yeah, it's Diane I Weist. I was right. Yay. Um, you know, last time we made a bet and I won the, the full body massage, I still haven't gotten it. Yes, you did. What are you talking about? No. What was the bet? I don't remember it. It's so frustrating, but I did. It was recent. It was like within the last month. No, I yes. I pay those off. No, you owe me. And last time I won, I had to remind you too. You don't pay those off. You you just forget because you're so used to always winning. What? You owe me. You do. Late fee 1994AWOL.com. <laughs> do I owe her a massage, everyone? Yes, he does. It wasn't on the show, though. It was, like, in our in our lives. In our normal lives? Yeah. Like, when we're at the grocery store or something. I, I don't, don't know. even know what that is anymore, our normal lives. <laughs> our lives are the show. Right. Um. So, I told you the things I like about the, the movie. Oh, I didn't finish telling them about the plot, oh, go though. Ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah. So, like you already said, she, she marries this guy. They have kids. He dies. She goes back with her daughters to live with the ants after he dies, even though she's so mad at them. Yeah. For putting this spell on her and she and blames she's like, them. no, no fucking spells or anything. No, my, my daughters are not going to do magic, so fuck you. Yeah, because the ants are all like, oh, we have chocolate cake for breakfast and there's no bedtime and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all of that stuff is not happening with my girls. Exactly. Like, why did you go there then? Yeah. Like, if you didn't want them to raise your girls with you, then don't bring them to and their house. how are you that poor when you have magic? Like, just conjure up shit. <laughs> um, like, seriously, you could make the world bend to your will if you had the magic power she does. She she has a, a spoon just, like, stirring her coffee subconsciously. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That They did something like that in the craft, too. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then Nicole Kidman comes back to her. Because she is just laying in bed depressed, not getting out of bed. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know, helps to get her back up and stuff. But in, the reason she was able to come is because she drugged her boyfriend and stole his car. Yeah. Um, and she goes back to him. Right. Which is stupid. 
I well, mean, she's considering in, she's in love with him. At that point, we don't know what he is. Yeah, we don't know he's abusive and all that stuff yet. Yeah. Which I don't know if he'd ever hit her before. She seemed like she wanted to get out of there. Yeah. After being hit, so. Because she calls her her sister. Yeah. And she's like, let's fucking go. Yeah, come get me. Mm-hmm. And this is so stupid. She Her sister comes and... She's in this hotel room, and she comes, and she gets her in there in the car, and they're ready to go. She's like, oh, wait, I have to go get my, what was it? It's a jade, some good luck charm. Yeah. So she goes back to his car. And like, he's there in the back. Where did she think he was? If he wasn't in the hotel room, mm-hmm. where else would he be but the car? Who knows? Like, that I'm was. strangling someone else. That was so dumb. They could have been gone, but then we wouldn't have the movie. Exactly. So. He, like, kidnaps them, basically, at gunpoint. He's got Sandra Bullock driving. He's got Nicole Kidman in the back seat with him. He's and, talking about raping both of them. Yeah. And he's drinking out of a whiskey bottle. Mm-hmm. And somehow, like, telepathically, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock dis- devise a plan to drug him. With the Belladonna. Yeah. What Do you know anything about Belladonna? It's a, a poison. I know that. I mean, like, that's what she uses to get him to sleep. It's a natural sedative, but it's very easy to overdose on. It's very easy to poison somebody with it. So she dumps, like, the whole thing in there, almost. A lot, yeah. Yeah. And uh, And he's resisting it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's probably building up an immunity over time. That's true. Like, it's Iocane powder. (laughs) Right. Um, But he ends up, like, yeah, he was, like, trying to rape her right then, I think, when he passes out on top of her and dies. He's trying to strangle Strangle her to death. Okay. He's on top of her, strangling her. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock's trying to beat him on. I mean, not not. <laughs> God, what an unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> trying to get him, and she's trying. <coughs> she's trying to uh, remove him from <laughs> her sister. So she has accidentally killed him. I think they would have been fine to go to the police at this moment. Yeah. I mean, they have literally been kidnapped at gunpoint. Plus. Uh, they didn't know this, but he did it before. Right. If they went to the police and they were like, hey, he kidnapped her. He was trying to strangle her to death. Um, So we poisoned him? I don't know. That is kind of weird. But like, but because we were kidnapped, like I, you know, she had this set, this belladonna mm-hmm. on her. So I, I poured it in there trying to, you know, and like, it would have been weird. It would have, it would have. If they would have had to answer some questions and stuff like that. Like, why do you even have Belladonna? But if they were completely honest, and then they investigated this dude, and they're like, oh, he's he's already under investigation for strangling another woman to death. So, yeah, he probably was an awful human being. So I guess we're, you know, you're good. And he was going to brand her. He branded the woman he strangled left yeah. to the side of the road. He was going to do the same thing to Nicole Kidman. Exactly. So I think if they had gone to... The authorities, they would have been completely fine, but they don't go to the authorities. No, because they don't trust that. They don't want to go to jail. Understandable, I guess. It's it's only understandable because it's a movie. <laughs> um, so they... What did they do with his body? They bury it in, in their garden. They take it back to... No. No, they buried it in the garden. And then rose bushes bloom up where they buried him. No, and no, his body no, was no. rising up. Yes, and- yes. I mean, that's all correct. Okay. But you're skipping a part. What am I skipping? She says they go to the, the home. And she's like, you know what? We're going to have to fucking, 
We're going to have to do the dark magic and raise them from the dead. Oh, yeah. They, they, the they ants, hint, the ants and the daughters are gone out of town. They hint that that's, yeah, at some conference or something like that. Some witches, uh, dancing naked in the moonlight thing. Oh, that's optional, though. That's <laughs> um, but they, uh, yeah, they they hint at it earlier in the movie because Sandra Bullock's like, bring my fucking husband back to life. I know you can do it. I've seen it in your fucking book. Right. And they're like, no, because what comes back won't be him, and it's... Unnatural. Yeah, you don't want to do it. And, and she's like, I don't care. Just like, no, you do. You care if it's him. Yeah, you wouldn't you want, want a, a zombie. as your husband, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, they do it with this guy. I guess ostensibly to be like, oh, we, he's not dead. We didn't kill him, so therefore there's no crime. Right. Uh, but he comes back even worse than before. Obviously. I don't know about worse. He comes back exactly the same, which just goes to show you. And they kill him. That he's so fucking evil. And they kill him again. Like, literally, you can't tell the difference. He was trying to kill her when they killed him. Mm-hmm. He wakes up, and it's like it's still him. He immediately starts trying to kill her. And he's like, yeah. I want you to be my wife, as he's trying to kill her. Right crazy but yeah so they kill him again and then they bury him and the roses bloom yeah. and all that shit and he's trying to come out of the grave very crazy this part of the movie this aspect of the movie i didn't love either okay why because it's too vague like he's not a zombie because like he doesn't physically rise from the grave in body form uh-huh He's kind of like a spirit or He's a, a spirit. ghost, I guess. I don't know. But like he makes flowers bloom and like he shows up mm-hmm. in like ethereal ghostly form and then he possesses Nicole Kidman. It's like his powers in the undead are basically whatever the script needs for him to be <laughs> able to do at the time. Well, you know, there aren't really any hard and fast rules for ghosts. There should be there should be some more internal logic or rules to these universe, I think. I guess. I mean, or you could just enjoy the story they're telling. I did enjoy I liked the movie. I'm just telling you, I our job is to just point out some of the problems and that's one of my my problems with the movie. But yeah, he does possess Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and she does such a fantastic job acting that. Oh yeah. Like I'm just I was blown away yeah, by her she's, performance. She's fantastic. And so they need help to get her out. So they get the ants and the ants this is this is kind of stupid to me mm-hmm. where they start calling all the um neighborhood women that are on this phone tree now, to be part of their coven cuz they need a whole coven. Now the entirety of this movie the whole of the town mm-hmm. makes fun of them, hates them, fears them, throws things at them, chants, which, which, you're, you're a, a bitch, bitch yeah. at them. Like, it's, it's really awful and disgusting behavior by the town over something that, they're, that they don't <laughs> understand and they're afraid of. Um, and they think that they can hex them and all this other stuff. And then at the end of the movie, uh, Sandra Bullock's like, yeah, my sister's having problems with her her boyfriend. He's possessing her body or whatever. We need you to help. And they're like, oh, relatable. Guys, we'll <laughs> leave you alone. You know, all this stuff. And it's like, it's it's kind of funny, but it's also like why such a sudden turnaround? 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that part. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm just saying, if they're supposed to be a coven, just inviting these women does not make them a coven because they're not witches. They don't need to be a coven. They just said they needed nine women. I thought they needed a full coven of witches. No, they just need, well, maybe a full coven, yeah, but it's like they don't need them to be witches. They just need the power of nine women. But a coven is a group of witches. Okay. Not a group of women. But, I mean, is there that much of a difference? Hey. <laughs> but they, they just, they, they, all they said was they needed nine. So, yeah. Nine so, chicks. So they get together and make a circle and drive them out, which, you know. Like that was all. That was all fine. Whatever. Yeah, it was good. It was I didn't good stuff. love that part of the movie. Um, but at the end, then uh, this is a question I have though. Why did the curse get broken? Because at the end of the movie, the curse is supposed did to be the, broken. Did, did the curse get broken? That's what she said. She said the curse was broken. I don't know why. Like so, I have a couple questions. First <laughs> of all, um, so Aiden Quinn comes into the movie. And he's just like, uh, I fucking, I'm searching for this guy. And she can't lie to him, which is also another thing that comes out of nowhere. Like, she's like, I just, I can't lie to this guy. I don't know why. Like, it's the spell, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. She's bound herself with her spell. Was that part of her finding the perfect guy? I'll never lie to him. I don't know. Maybe because she's already in love with him somehow, even though she doesn't know him. They should have explained that a little bit better. Just an 80-yard line of like, uh, you know, and I'll never lie to this guy or whatever. And then like, you know, then we can know or whatever. But anyway, so she's very, like, it's very obvious they had something to do with what the fuck's going on with this guy. Yeah. And he's nosing around and everything and looking for him and stuff. Um, and he can do all the things that, you know, he's her perfect guy. And so the daughters are like in love with him already. The daughters are pushing for this, you know, their dad died like two years ago and they're like, fuck it. We want a new dad. Yeah. That is a little fast for little girls to want their mom to be with somebody else. But anyway, um, so they're, they're all rooting for it. And he says, oh, curses don't have any power unless you believe in them or whatever. I don't believe in them. And it's like, you, you've you met real witches, though. You don't believe in curses. <laughs> it's like, still. Um, and so the movie ends, and it's like, is he going to? So here's my two questions. One, is the curse broken, or is he going to die? Like, that's not made clear. It is, though. They said the curse was broken. Because Sandra Bullock says it at the end of the movie? It shows the ancestral witch, like, Mm -hmm. somehow in, like, this end, when, like, they're driving out the spirit and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it shows her, and they're saying, like, something about what they did at that time caused her curse to break or whatever. Like, I don't remember exactly what they said, but, I I mean, it's very vague. I don't remember seeing her. Yeah. She was flashed on the screen, and they mentioned that the curse was broken. Oh. But I don't really know why that would break the curse. Yeah, I don't I don't either. And it's like, I don't know, I guess. So I guess if for the happy ending to happen, I suppose we have to believe that the curse is broken. So that's one. Two, have any of these women ever tried to fall in love again? Like, they fell in love. The person fell in love with them and everything, their husband or whatever, died. Did they ever try again? Like, if it... We never see any, like, and this woman had three husbands or whatever, and they all died. Right. Well, who knows? It was a long time. The ants, 
I think the ants maybe actually to answer my own question. I think the ants maybe do mention something about a relative that that happened to, mm. where she had like three husbands yeah. and they all died or something like that. But anyway, so yeah, the curse being broken is weird too. It's like that maybe should have been part of the ritual or something like that to break the curse. If there was a ritual to break the curse, you'd think they would have done it a long time ago. Well, I mean, maybe they just like it could have been something they just discovered or whatever. Like, I I wish that there was something specific Sandra Bullock could have done to break the curse, where it's like maybe she just realizes it. Maybe she's the only one powerful enough to do it because they keep talking about how powerful of a witch she is and everything. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, they could have. I wish they would have explained that a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Like this is definitively now the curse is broken because we did this. What was your other question? My two questions were, <laughs> is the curse really broken, and has anyone tried to fall into oh, a second okay. time? Does the curse carry over to a second person? Those were my two questions. And so then he comes back to her. He had left. Yeah, went back to Arizona. And she, like, calls him back to her, like, mm. with magic? Yeah, it's like, come on, you can't meet him halfway? <laughs> you can meet him in Nebraska? And then it's Missouri. and then it's like they're just dating and stuff. It doesn't show them like getting married or whatever. No, but they're like they're very close. Yeah, but like so. I guess he moves there. Like, why wouldn't they move where he lives? Because like the town was kind of shitty to them. But now the town's all loves them now. That is true. That's what they're showing at the end of the movie. Now the town wants to come and see them jump off the roof at that <laughs> uh, whatever Halloween. Yeah, almost a Valentine's Day. <laughs> that would have been fucked up. Um. So, my question to you is, Practical Magic, mm-hmm. what's the title mean to you? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. I put you on the spot here. What's the title mean to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What's Practical Magic? Like, spells that you could use to, like, do practical things. Love. That's what I think it is. Okay. I think practical magic means love. I think that love is magic, and I think that this movie treats love mostly like magic, but it shows lots of different kinds of love in this movie. So there's familial love between the ants and each other and, you know, the, the girls. Uh, that's clear. Their bond's very clear. The bond between the two sisters is very clear. I think the sisters' love story is as important to the movie as any other love story uh, and their relationship and how it evolves and changes yeah. and, and all that stuff. I think that's very important. Sisterhood is a big uh, a big theme of mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, the girls, the little girls, their love for each other, their love for their mom, their love for their aunt, I think that's a big part of it. And then the romantic love between uh, you know, Aiden Quinn and, and Sandra Bullock, I think, and her first husband, too, which is shown in a very like whirlwind kind of thing. And the abusive, obsessive love, the dangerous kind of love, the unhealthy kind of love is also highlighted right. in, in the movie, too. So I think that's what... I, the movie is ultimately, to me, about love and different types of love and different types of relationships. And I think it's... And and then you get the love from the town, too. <laughs> like that community love. Oh, interesting. You know? Very deep. So I think it all... I think it's all in, encompassing. 
Uh, but I think that's I think that's the point. I think practical the practical magic is love. The you know something that's all around us and it has a a power that we you know sometimes take for granted because it is all around us. That's my that's my thought on it. I like it. So, Carol, would you recommend Practical Magic? Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it so much. I just want to watch it again. I feel like it's probably more of a chick flick than you know a guy movie, but yeah, I mean really... a little, yeah, for sure, more of a, a woman movie, I guess. But like, uh, I liked it quite a bit. I was, I, I, I thought it was very good. I, the strengths are the script for mm-hmm. sure, and the acting. Uh, like I said, I mean, I kind of wish. I feel like this could have been a better, more. I don't think the movie needed to be grounded. Really, I think I think the grounding is the relationships between the people. I think technically the movie could have been more dazzling, okay. and I would have enjoyed that more. And I think that would have added a lot to the movie. And I think it would have really elevated this to more than just a romance, really, uh, like a romance horror, I guess, or whatever. I mean, it's not really horror, but like romance, like adventure, suspense. romance, spooky, <laughs> spooky romance, sure. Um, I think it would have elevated it above that genre into a like a really fantastic film. Um, but I would recommend it too. I think you should go out and see it. It's a, it's a good one. All right. But that is the uh, the episode for the week, Carol. So you can write us at latefee1994awl.com. Mm-hmm. Tell Mark he should give me a massage. Okay. Uh, check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.